Here we go. On camera and on a microphone, the John Curley Sherry Elliker Show, starring Sherry Elliker and just yeah, by yourself, Sherry, all by yourself. All right. Okay. TikTok. I thought of the, um, I think there's a bill, or at least there's some talk in Washington, D.C., of banning TikTok altogether. There are 23 states that don't allow you to have the device on your phone if you work for the state. Um, federal government won't allow you to have it on your phone because they know it's owned by the Chinese, and they just simply think, that eh, might not be the best thing. So there is talk that they would ban it altogether. And I thought the most amazing part of this article, Shuri, was the fact that the average American is spending 56 minutes a day on TikTok. Uh, that's that is really amazing. Um, this bipartisan Senate bill will be introduced, I guess, today or was introduced yeah. to give the president the authority to respond to threats posed by TikTok and company likes it. Um, and there's another bill that's uh, co-sponsored by the, um, a main independent senator and a Florida Republican Marco Rubio, that would ban the app outright. TikTok yeah. would be allowed to continue to operate if the company relocated or if it was sold to a friendly nation. Yeah. But otherwise, it, they want it to go away altogether. I, I'm amazed at people are okay with the fact that, you know, it's owned by the Chinese. You know, the Chinese government has this. Do you know that... If you're 14 years old and you're Chinese and you're living there uh, they, and you have TikTok, the, you, on your account, they'll show you fun experiments and you could do at home. Not like how to knock yourself out with a kitchen appliance or how to steal a car or how to make a milkshake in a toilet or how to sniff and uh, snort um, suntan lotion. It's fun stuff like how to become a scientist and you know how does um, inertia work so the chinese government is sending their kids stuff to make them smarter and they send stuff to our kids that we eat up stuff to make you dumber it's true in fact in this article they say that 56 percent of chinese kids say they want to be an astronaut when they grow up yeah. Whereas the overwhelming majority of our kids say they want to be a video blogger or a YouTube superstar. So that's, I mean, TikTok is, is their television, is their radio, is all the things that we grew up with, TikTok has replaced. Yeah, I remember um, when, I think like four or five years ago, Tom and I were doing the show and somebody over in the, the media, whatever is that, digital, oh, Mike Simeone, I think Mike said, came over and goes, uh, you guys, um, TikTok's really important right now. So they, the station wants you guys to do like some TikTok stuff. Tom and I, were, huh? What? What is it? Huh? Huh? Yeah. Um, can you guys just like do a, like a dance? If we played some music, you could do like a TikTok <laughs> dance. Oh my God. Jacob, if you could ever find that. Uh, I remember this. Yeah, it. I mean, you're not even recognizable as yourselves. They could have had anyone do what you did. You were both wearing some type of masks to obscure your faces. I don't know what it was. And I just remember while we were doing it, and it, it seemed to last a long time. And then I could tell 
that the person who was shooting it realized how horrible it was, but he didn't want to cut it off right away and say, okay. So he didn't want to say anything, and I didn't, and there Tom and I were TikTok dancing. Were you following a regular, were you making up your own dance, or were you following a TikTok trend? I think, no, we were kind of doing, well, we didn't know about trends back then, so we weren't (laughs) in on that. We were just dancing to some music that somebody was playing off their phone. God, it was sad. Yeah, I I think I found it. I will, oh, oh, I want to see this. No, Sherry, Sherry, Jacob, Jacob, Jacob. You know I love your dancing. I love your dancing. This so was I different. really I was, want to I had see a dance this. With, I had a dance with Tom, so it was totally different. I wasn't able to free. Even better. Free, free, Even free, better. free flow. Free flow as I normally do. Okay. This has eight likes. I'll be the ninth. Come on. Let me see it. Can you play the music at least so we can hear what the music was? Yeah. Let's hear the music. Uh, I mean, there's like a narrative to this. I don't know. If- no, no. Put it up, though. Put it up. Okay. Because the, the other thing is that TikTok has also announced to make it even worse um, they're not going to have a filter now. They've got this filter on your TikTok that you can have on the phone. That's going to allow you to sort of uh, remove all any imperfection, any imperfections you may have on your face. And if you're young and cheekbones would be a little higher, this computer filter is able to just accentuate your good stuff, make your eyes a little bigger, a little brighter, maybe a little bluer. It might shorten or thin your nose a little bit, make your lips a little fuller. So it uh, gives you a false um, image of yourself, but only when you're on TikTok. But when you're off TikTok, you go back to your ugly, sad self. If this doesn't do more critical emotional damage to the young female psyche, as they say it is most damaging to young females, I don't know what will. Yeah, I mean, it really sounds like it's kind of amazing. It leaves a contoured, chiseled visage with more proportionate features, plumping yep. the lips, shrinking the nose, eliminating blemishes, evening the skin tone, and adding eyeshadow, blush, and other touch-ups. Uh, can I do this every day? I mean, it, it's – yeah, but they're saying that, you know, when girls do this and then they see the reality – of yeah. what they look like and what other people look like, or especially what they look like, it's def- devastating to them because they realize what, how maybe perfect they aren't. And, yeah. but it's a complete lie. It's, it's fake. I'd like to say, I'd like to amend my last comment. I think the other thing that would do terrific, um, damage to the female psyche would be watching Tom and I on that TikTok video <laughs> dancing. <laughs> I'd like to add that. Jacob there. just sent me the link. I cannot wait. Sherry, think of it like a Christmas present. Wait. Just wait. Don't open it when we're on the air. I'm not. I will I will absolutely wait till, till I can wolf, open it in the privacy of my home and react accordingly <laughs> by myself. I just wanted to I, I feel like to manage expectations, it's dumber than you think than you're thinking it is, Sherry. Oh no! I'm certain that it's dumb. I have no. Okay. I'm sure, but okay. I'll. I. I, I can't wait. Moving on. Uh, the uh, just real quick. Uh, Portland, Oregon has lost one of its WalMarts. I don't know how many. I think they've closed two now. The CEO from Walmart was warning everybody this is going to happen. He's talking about the fact that you know shoplifting is just so out of hand that they just got to close it down. It's really sad because in this particular part of 
uh, Portland. This is the only place that people could shop again. Sort of Theft is an issue. It's higher than what has historically been. And we've got safety measures, security measures that we put in place by store location. I think local law enforcement being staffed and being good, a good partner is, is part of that equation. And that's normally how we approach it. But there have been rules that have been changed that make it not something that the police are going to pro- prosecute or that the, the criminals won't be prosecuted below certain levels. Does that matter? If that's not corrected over time, prices will be higher. Right. And or stores will close. Right. Right it's now. just policy consistency and clarity, you know, so that we can make capital investments with with some vision. Good luck. That would be nice. I think the mayor of Portland was asked, uh, can we have some of your off-duty cops? We'll pay them to protect our stores. Um, and the mayor said, no, nah, we're kind of running short on cops. So, you know, we get your own security guards, but you're not allowed to use our own cops. Um, so... Portland loses, I think, one or two Walmarts. Others leave as well. And when they go, nothing else is in there. So you have people traveling a greater distance and, you know, paying a higher price. They were paying a price for a long time. They're raising the price because people go in there and steal all the time. And now they just simply say, that's it. We're out of business. Yeah, the store theft across the country with all uh, Walmarts is the highest in 61 years. And this is what the CEO said. He said the decision to close these stores was made after a careful review of their overall performance. We consider many factors, um, pointing to current and projected financial performance, location, population, customer needs, and the proximity of other nearby stores when making the difficult decision. But, yes, it was a historic rise in thefts, and they just said it's just not worth it. And 600 people are going to lose their jobs. You know what's amazing? It's like if you were to go back, say, five years ago, ten years ago, why weren't people going into steel out of Walmart and Walgreens? Why weren't they? Well, I think that there were there was some actual fear of getting caught and being arrested. Right. Yeah, right. So this is there's no law now as far as the person going there and stealing. Just walk in. You've seen that. We've all seen the videos. Guy goes in with a bicycle fills up a bunch of stuff into a bag and then throws the bag over his shoulder and then rides his bike out of the store. It's free. You're going in there, you're just taking the stuff, converting it into cash, doing whatever you want with it, but you're just stealing it. Because we, actually, was San Francisco was the first group that started this. So there was a thing called, you know, the three strikes you're out. And they found out that some people, the third strike was something small. So then they said, well, that's not fair. So let's adjust that. So they said to the people, would you be okay? They put it before the, the folks of San Francisco. What we're thinking of doing is, I think it was uh, Bill 223 or whatever it was, that you, that if it's under $900, if you're stealing under $900, we won't do anything. So then people said, okay, we'll steal up to $900. So they were stealing, and that's how it kept going. And then you lose the police, and then people keep stealing. So these stores just simply can't make it on their own. But the reason they steal is because there's no repercussions. There are no laws. And when there are no laws, it'll just keep going. No one's going to stop you. Before, you didn't want to go in and steal something because they would catch you, hold you, the police would catch you, and you lose your job or you lose whatever else, and you're in jail, and it's just a miserable sort of experience for a while. But here, who cares? Let them go. Steal whatever you want. Right. And if they don't have security, um, then you think a store employee is going to risk their life? Somebody could have a gun. They're not going to go out there and chase after somebody because they know that person could be dangerous and and hurt them. So they're not going to stick their neck out for 16 bucks an hour or whatever it is. I don't blame them. I really don't. 
And no uh, But some of these companies are saying, now I don't know if it was Walgreens or one of them, said they've actually gone overboard a bit where, you know, because they locked up everything. You have to get a yeah. clerk to help you with deodorant and uh, just these regular everyday products that get stolen a lot. Um, and people are inconvenienced by it. They don't want to, they don't want to go to a store where they have to wait five or 10 minutes for someone to get a key for them to get laundry detergent. Yeah. Or to unlock the clerk. Um, the, the tipping is still being talked about. And I think it's Danny Westing, the Seattle Times has got the fact that maybe things are starting to switch back and how things are in Seattle when it comes to tipping. And they just, I think it's a local brewery that's decided, you know what? No more tipping. Uh, we'll just pay our bartenders more because the tips the bartenders were getting was not going back to the people that were working behind where the bar was. So they said, let's raise the price, raise what we uh, pay our bartenders. We get rid of tipping altogether. We won't have to worry about, you know, this inconsistency. I like how they were able to work into the article that tipping is somehow racist. Um, yes. Of course, because it's Seattle. Um, and now maybe other companies will decide to follow along and get rid of tipping altogether. That's right. It's a, a place called Flying Lion Brewing, and they did the math on it, and they decided, okay, let's raise the the wage of bartenders from $16 an hour to $28 per hour, and beer went from $6 to $8 an hour, so there's no tipping option. Everybody, it's basically 20% across the board for everybody, including the consumer, who will be charged an additional 20% to get the beer. Um, but they they figure this, you know, it, it, it we're dealing with like tipping exhaustion. So uh-huh. to go to a place and not have to worry about it, um, there's a place called Optimism Brewing. They also are a no-tip zone, but they say on their website that it has a, a racist, classist, and sexist sexist history. Mm. Actually, I have the history of it. Jake, uh, Andrew, if you would be so kind. Tipping started in the 17th century in England. It was a way of making sure that the beer squirt would continue to provide prompt service to you. Then, after some Americans traveled overseas and came back, they brought the tradition of tipping with them. It was immediately reviled. In fact, it was outlawed in more than 17 states, including Tennessee and South Carolina. Why am I talking like this? I'm not sure, but there's more. A guy by the name of William Scott wrote The Itching Palm, talking about, and quote, in America democracy, it is vile and incompetent to citizenship that every tip given to the United States is a blow to the experiment of our democracy. The custom announces to the world that we do not believe practically that all men are created equal. Unless a waiter can be a gentleman, democracy is a failure. If any form of service is menial, democracy is a failure. <clears throat> Those Americans who dislike self-respect in servitude are undesirable citizens, uh, and they belong in an aristocracy. Tipping is un-American. They hate this, it. Yeah, and this one guy says that customers, this is what the, he believes is the psychology behind it. Uh, hold, hold, hold on, wait, whoa, 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 Sherry. Nothing? I do all that research. I read. <laughs> I put on. A, I put on a weird voice. I have music. He's just going right on to the neck. Like like nothing great just didn't happen. No, it, uh, I, I was oxygen. supporting. I'm going to my I, oxygen. I I, I I was going to support what you just read with a psychological description of this as well. Oh, I think we're out of time. <laughs> okay. 
No, no, go ahead. What's the music for you? It says customers like the power over the server and servers like the illusion of controlling their income. Oh. Well, that's good. Thank you. But not as good as yours. (laughs) By the way, I want you to do this. It's my gift to you. I want you to enjoy Tom and I doing a TikTok dance, okay? Oh, oh, okay. Yes, I almost forgot. Thank you for reminding me. Okay. Okay, good. Come on. One, two, three. There we go. All right. Welcome back, everybody. The John Curley, Sherry Elliger Show. Just starting Sherry Elliger entirely on her own. I'm from my sickbed. Sherry, they didn't say anything about my robe. I'm surprised you're not commenting on that. By the way, for some reason, uh, people there at Cairo think people want to see us. So here we are. <laughs> uh, it's a big problem for you, Sherry. You're like, oh, God, I got to put on makeup. I got to <laughs> see my hair, my glasses. <laughs> I know you love my glasses. Um, yeah, I, I, I mean, it's just, you know, you know how it is. It's like for the longest time you could do the show in your bathrobe or someone else's bathrobe, <laughs> depending on whatever that is. It does, it does, it's sort of unisex, okay? I will say it's not terribly feminine. It doesn't have flowers or anything else on it. Uh, and it looks large enough that um, it is, you know. Okay, that's enough. Let's go back to your hair. For a moment. No. Um, you know, it's, it is a strange thing. It's like the, the beauty of radio was that, you know, you never knew what the guy looked like. You'd know, run into Jack Diamond. Remember Jack Diamond from Diamond <laughs> in the Morning? And yeah. you're like, wow. I know. Bad. And he was like and three it, feet tall. He was really he small. He looked like that. He looked like that. That's, 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 yeah. You're not Jack Diamond. Right? Yeah. You, had the, you could imagine whatever the guy was like. Oh, and all of a sudden it's like, eh. All right, well, whatever. Everybody's doing it, Sherry. Might as well jump on board. Yeah. These kids today. Okay. These kids today with their 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 webcams. Um, by the way, I saw that quick story about uh, Powell with the interest rates, and this ties in nicely. I'd seen earlier this morning. I was reading this piece. The biggest bear on Wall Street expects more of these rate hikes, and he said expect to see a twenty five percent drop. Of the stock market in 2023, a 25% adjustment because as interest rates go up, of course, trying to suck the additional cash that's out of the market. So that's the biggest bear expecting the market to drop and keep dropping 25% overall. And maybe people end up having their car repossessed. There's a transition for you. So uh, Ford is got new cars that are coming out and because it's going to be all automated. Apparently, if you miss a couple of payments, what can the car do? Well, if you miss a couple of payments, they will do something um, that is kind of like a gradual level of discomfort. So, for instance, um, it might be that at first they undo your air conditioning. Okay, okay. They, you can't do that. Then another trick would be that they would have a noise that would come into the car on a steady basis. So that would kind of drive you a little bit crazy. And uh-huh. if you had a self-driving car, the self-driving car could theoretically drive itself to either the bank that owns the car or to some kind of repo lot. And so it's, I think it's great. These are all patents. Remember, Ford came out with like 350 patents already this year. So, uh-huh. it, it, I mean, they say they're not going to necessarily do all of this. We have no plans to deploy this, said Wes Sherwood. He's the Ford spokesman. Uh, he said, we submit patents on new inventions as a normal course of business, but they aren't necessarily an indication of new business or product plans. Mm. I, I think it's great. 
I love. Why this. do you think it's great? I just think, you know, it, there's there's a way to do this now without it being like the old repo guys, you know, where they have to come in the middle of the night and right. and uh, and get the car and do all of that and maybe get shot. I had a friend who had a. Uh, her dad had a repo business and uh, they had an auction and everything. And she would tell me about how tough it was, you know, to get these cars back and how dangerous yeah. it was to go back and, and try to try to get them. Um, I just think it's I love technology. I just think it's cool technology. So what would the so an annoying sound while you're driving the car that could be considered like a girlfriend or a husband just talking the whole time or criticizing your driving. I think I would be, I think it'd be better if they patented not the sound smells. I know people are like, oh, I just put the window down. But if you make it a really annoying smell, um, that is intermittent and you can't quite tell where it's coming from, I think that's worse than the, than the sound. Cause you could turn the radio up or something like that. But to me, a, some sort of stink in the car would be. Yeah. I like that idea. They're calling this, and it does sound like perhaps a wife or a husband, an incessant and unpleasant sound every time the owner is present in the vehicle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. That's it, all right. Um, Except well. I would welcome that. It would be it would be a joyful ride for me if that's all I heard because it would make me laugh. You wouldn't pay your no. bills just to get that sound playing. Just to be able to get that, yeah. There, I when I first got a car, um, I put in the windshield wiper fluid because I thought it'd be really cool. Uh, I poured a whole bunch of um, Ralph Lauren Polo. Took the top off. It was my dad's. He wasn't missing it. And I poured it in the, the windshield wiper fluid thing. So when you would pull the windshield wipers and they would, you know, spray up on the windshield, it would also create a nice sort of Ralph Lauren polo smell through the whole car. And I thought, well, look at me coming up with ideas. And it never went anywhere. Well, weren't you worried a little bit about that getting clog- clogging up the like the hoses and everything? And also, wouldn't that smear on the windshield? Yeah. <laughs> no, it didn't. That, no, it didn't smear no, because smells, it was like an alcohol, huh? But that smells outside. Did it? Was it that it strong came in. that it would seep it came in? in? Yeah, you came right. So try it. You just put put it pour it right in there. It mixes right in with the rest of the stuff. And then when I, I thought it, this is brilliant. I don't know whether anybody else has thought of this. I thought I could really go somewhere with this. And I turned the windshield wiper thing on. It would spray up on the windshield. And then the smell of Ralph Lauren mixed in with just subtle hints of antifreeze and windshield wiper fluid just sort of all mixing together in the car. It's kind of nice. It smelled like a like a like a mechanic, like a Did big. You- overweight mechanic that had been put a lot of polo on and then also was working around windshield wiper fluids all day. Okay, so was this a way for you to attract women because you thought that this manly smell? You know, yes, exactly. All right, so so what did the woman, you know, when you would do the seat dancing and the um, (laughs) the singing? Did you also wash the windshields with the polo so she got the full effect of the dancing and the... Yeah, no. understand. When you're a 17, 16, 17-year-old boy, it's all about attracting the opposite sex. And I wasn't going to be spraying the thing when she was in the car because it'd be like, what's that about? It would seem too obvious. Prior to getting to her house, whether it was Randy Murtaugh or whoever it was, I would pull up, spray the windshield, 
get the nice smell of polo in the car and then, you know, go up to the front door, pick her up and get in the car. And there wouldn't be any of that like weird, oh, you've been have you been eating Fritos or something? Why does it smell like Fritos in the car? Nothing like that. It would have that nice kind of pleasant smell. That's what I do. It's All a good right. idea. I, I like that. It's better than an air freshener because they smell kind of weird. So good. Well, I'm sorry it wasn't uh, helpful with the ladies. Oh, it worked. It worked. Oh, it did? Okay. Now, now if you you were also sucking in oxygen in a can uh, while you were smelling the, the air, that might have ruined the mood a little I, bit because that's really sexy. I, Let me tell you, that is one hot look to uh, see you suck into that too. can. True. Oh. And what's it called? Think Tank? There's Think Tank, and then the other one is, uh, I'm not the spokesperson for it, but the other is Energy Recovery Oxygen Plus. So, uh, And that's a, that's a different kind of oxygen, a thinking I oxygen? I don't know what this one <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I'm a mess. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm sick. I'm very sick right now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Here we go. John Curley, Sherry Elliker Show. And you can write to us at MyNorthwest.com. You can come on in through the state roofing text line, one 973 Sherry. You got it. Go ahead. Seven six. Keep going. Oh, I got it. Got it. Got it. Wardrobe got it. change. <laughs> you know, I'm tired of feeling sorry for myself. You know, if you when you dress to play, you dress to play now. I took the took the uh, the robe off. I'm going to start to feel better right away. Especially with the fact that we have sound of this guy. Um, where is this guy that's selling the uh, the like the he she bars and Hershey bars? Where is this? Is it anywhere? Do yes, we have it? script called chocolate. Oh, look at you jumping in saying that out loud. Where is? It? Hold on, hang on. Okay, you play it. I can't find it. I'm trying to balance my stupid camera on this computer. My name is Faye Johnstone. I'm the executive director of Wisdom to Action. We can create a world where everyone is able to live in public space as their honest and authentic selves. See the woman changing how we see the future at Hershey's Canada. Okay. So it is, by the way, I forgot to congratulate you, Sherry. It is National Women's Month or something like that. Oh, well, there's International Women's Day, which is what Hershey Canada developed as far as this her she uh-huh got it and they chose a man that um believes he is a woman to represent it and then the backlash if you call it that was the fact that this guy decides okay if her she wants to do that then i'm going to sell candy bars does this guy even have a candy bar company he's going to sell candy bars and he has sort of the the other part of it, which is he's sort of making fun of what Hershey's doing. And um, Jacob, can you press that button? International Women's Day is upon us again. And I love an international woman. But our friends over at Hershey's, they don't even know what a woman is. They've hired a biological male to be the spokesperson for their Women's Day campaign. And they're calling that campaign, and I swear I'm not making this up, her she. Her she. It's humiliating. And it's the reason that I'm launching Jeremy's Chocolate. We have two kinds. She, her, and he, him. One of them's got nuts. If you need me to tell you which one it is, keep giving your money to Hershey's. 
But if you're tired of giving your money to woke corporations that hate you, and you're looking for a delicious chocolate bar from a company that actually wants your business, head over to IHateHershey's.com and order Jeremy's chocolate today. How, how, many, how many candy bars has he sold? 300,000 in 36 hours. Yes. Great for Hershey doing this for him. I assume he's got a chocolate company. It wasn't like he just started jumped in at the last minute and came up with this thing. It's a legitimate co- chocolate company. Well, he's the CEO of the Daily Wire, so no, I don't oh. think he has a chocolate company. But I think there are chocolate companies out there that you can use and uh. put your label on it and do all of that. So yeah, yeah, he's not. Uh, I don't think he's a chocolatier uh, I got by it. trade. You know, I was reading, there's a piece and there's an editorial um, opinion piece, the Wall Street Journal, and they said, where did all the woke stuff come from? This guy's theory is it's middle managers in corporations, uh, DEI folks that get in and others that are in it, and they're sort of staking out their territory. The folks at the top of the the, you know, the, the corporate structure, they don't have time for all of that. So the people down below them that are sort of pushing this all the time, basically saying we should do this and we should do that, the people at the top are like, oh, okay, 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 whatever, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. And the folks that are part of this woke group, it's to protect themselves, to keep the, the, the money coming in for themselves, and to sort of be always – um, staking out more and more territories. That's why these corporations are getting this pressure from underneath from people that are working there. Um, the DEI uh, part of the University of North Carolina, I think the total salary is $11 million a year for the people that work just in that um, DEI sort of a cabal. So I'm sure in these corporations that have these people in order to justify their salaries and their existence, they have to always sort of be pushing this woke uh, narrative. Plus, it's a it's a creative um, kind of bonanza, right? I mean, you can come up with all kinds of things now that there's all these different configurations and things that they can they can do. So I imagine that that's what they're paid to do is to come up with stuff like this. Her, she, get it? <laughs> Got it. Hot take from Sherry on that one, by the way. Wow. wow. There you go. There you go. All right. This is awkward, I have to say. Which part? This this TV, radio, camera thing. I, I don't normally sit. I got to sit. I got this stupid thing in front of me. I got this. Oh, I, gotta, I got one I of gotta, those, but I didn't turn I it on. I got this. I got, I got this. I got that going on. I got on. this. I got this. I'm glad you're referring to things that I cannot understand or see. I got that, whatever that is. All right. Okay. I don't, don't yeah. want to know what that was. That was very weird. Put that down. Don't bring it up again. Oh, yeah. Keep it away that- from the camera.